You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production, enhancing your Philly sports experience. What's going on, Eagles Nation? Welcome to the latest Birds Banter Podcast. This is your host, Matt Loopy, and today we're going to talk about what the Eagles should do in the upcoming games of their season. Should they fall off and, you know, as they say, tank for a higher draft pick, or should they stick around and try to make these playoffs? Um, I think right now both are very good possibilities because Eagles are in a very unique situation. You don't see this too often. Um, right now, they're a below average team in my opinion they're kind of on the cusp of being average but at the same time they're one game back of winning their or being tied in their division um with the dallas cowboys so if a few things go their ways over this next um couple of games then they're in a great situation so i can see why fans would want one side compared to the other um so i'm going to talk about both sides what my opinions are and what i think the eagles will ultimately do so first just to give a little bit of background as you all know, Eagles are sitting at 5-7. and seven. Um, That's their record so far this year. They're one game back at the NFC East, where the Cowboys are sitting at 6-6. Six and six. They're playing Thursday night against the Bears. So if they lose against the Bears, the Eagles are right back in this. They're going to be a half of a game back before they play on Sunday, or Monday night against the Giants. Um, right now, they currently hold the 12th pick in the draft, um, which is crazy to me because going into the season... I fully expected the Eagles to not only be a playoff team, but be Super Bowl contenders. I think everybody, not even Eagles fans, everybody across the country um, saw how good this Eagles team could be. And everybody was fully faithful. And Carson Wentz coming back to his regular form after suffering the back injury. They got new weapons and really let everybody down. Now they're closer to the first overall pick than the 32nd overall pick. So that's just crazy right now i got that information on tankathon and also tankathon is doing a mock draft they're going to update that weekly with uh, the new rankings that come out and right now they're slated the eagles to select isaiah simmons clemson outside linebacker and that obviously fits a need Um, he's a great player there so if the eagles stick around around that draft pick there's going to be talent um the history of the pick there's some big names there. 12th overall pick the last six years I pulled these names. Um, we got Rashawn Gary last year. The year before, Vita Vea, defensive tackle. For, uh, he's at the Bucks now. Um, 12th overall pick the year before, Houston Texans selected just Sean Watson. So obviously the Eagles don't need a quarterback, but you, we all know how good Watson is right now. So there's definitely talent there. Um, Sheldon Rankins the year before. Then we got Danny Shelton going to the Browns, but obviously isn't on the Browns anymore. And then Odell Beckham, 12th overall pick to the Giants back in 2014. So oddly, there's a seems like a recent trend of um, the 12th overall pick being a defensive lineman. Uh, but I don't think the Eagles are going to fall into that category. They might, but going to the next year, they're going to have Fletcher Cox and Malik Jackson back as their defensive tackles. They have Brandon Graham still under contract, um, and he's been playing really well. I know he's older and might need a replacement down the road, but I don't see any 
situation where they want to move away from him just because of how well he's been playing. And then Derek Barnett, obviously, um, he's going to be entering the last year of his contract. So I think they're very set on the defensive line position. Obviously, you can always add more talent there, but I think, you know, a mid-level free agent acquisition or um, a later on draft pick would suffice in that category right there. So I don't think the Eagles are going to, if they, obviously this is hypothetically speaking, because what they're stating at right now is probably not what they're going to be um, at the end of the season. They might be higher, they might be lower, but say they stay at 12, I don't think they're going to fall into the trend of taking a defensive lineman. I think they're going to probably go the route of wide receiver or cornerback. That's what I would like to see. And lucky for them, those are the deepest positions in this draft this year. Um, also, the Eagles selected with a 12th overall pick once in the entire, entire uh, history of this team. They only had it once, and it was 2012, and they selected Fletcher Cox. Obviously, we know how that panned out for them very well. So uh, that gives a little bit of hope because a lot of people are ridiculing the Eagles' draft process, and I know Cox wasn't. Um, Cox was selected when they had an entirely different coaching staff front office, but, you know, there is talent to be had there, um, as you see in the history of the pick and just top 15 picks in general. They're normally pretty good. Uh, so that's where they are right now, but on the other side, they're not out of the play- playoff picture at all yet. Um, so basically, I explained a little bit before, but I'll get into the details. So they're one game back from the Cowboys. They need the Cowboys to lose two games and the Eagles to win the rest of theirs. So if the, the Cowboys lose two games, they're going to finish the season 8-8. Eight and eight. And then the Eagles will need to either win out or lose one game, but that they cannot lose to the Cowboys if they're going to tie with them. Um, probably all over the place right now, but basically the Cowboys already beat the Eagles. We all know that. They blew them out. The way the playoff picture picture works, if you if two teams in one division are tied, it goes to the tiebreaker. If the Cowboys sweep the Eagles and go two and zero against them this year, Cowboys get in. But if the Eagles tie with the Cowboys and they have to go to that tiebreaker in the division, they're both one and one. The next category category goes down to is common opponents. Um, the Cowboys, off the top of my head, they lost to the Jets and the Bills, and the Eagles beat both of them, and then they have another common matchup coming up with the Bears. So if the Eagles can um, hold on to that, I mean, there's no way that the Cowboys can beat them in that category because they only have one common opponent outside of their division coming up, which is the Bears. So even if the Cowboys do win tonight on Thursday night, they're 2-1 and one in that category. It's still not – or they're 1-2 uh, and two in that category. The Eagles still have those two wins over them. So it's still not enough to push them – ahead of the Eagles. So say that they tie at nine and seven, eight and eight, the Eagles hopefully will have that edge as long as they beat Dallas when they come into town week 16. So obviously Eagles somewhat control their own destiny because they need to start winning on their own to get in. But at the same time, they're very dependent on the Dallas Cowboys right now. They need a loss or two out of them. Uh, Obviously tonight's game against the Bears is huge, but the one that's going to matter the most is against the Cowboys back at home week 16. So going to the, the top main topic of this podcast, a lot of people are calling for the Eagles to start tanking. And by tanking, <clears throat> we you see it most commonly in basketball. Um, 
I think just because of the lottery system and the draft and there's more games, it's a lot easier to just fall off for an entire year. Um, basically, it just means intentionally losing so you get a higher draft pick. And that's what a lot of people are calling for the Eagles to do because they're sitting at 5-7. and seven. If they lose you know, two or three more games, they're easily sitting in a top 10 pick. And that's attractive to a lot of people because this team has a lot of problems. They need to find uh, youthful players that are going to come in and make an impact uh, either on offense or defense because there's a lot of needs right now. And we're going to see a lot of things shake up and uh, the personnel of this roster is going to change a lot over the offseason. I think the draft is going to cause most of the changes. But at the same time, is the draft pick really that important? I'll get into it. Um, So... Going by that mindset of tanking, really, you would just be focusing on the next season. Basically saying 2019's a wash, we're already disappointed, let's just be disappointed even more, and just forget about it. Um, On to 2020. So, I understand this mindset, but that's not how football is played. Um, You don't want to... Not many teams are intentionally going to tank. I understand the Bills, or not the Bills, the Bengals and the Giants and teams like that aren't good this year. But at the same time, it's not like you're not going to go to the coach and say, are you losing on purpose? And they're not going to say yes, because you have 16 chances um, in a season and you're fighting every single game because it's a very short season. Uh, I think a lot of people in this group of wanting to tank are also in the group of wanting to clean house and just completely overhaul a lot of positions on the roster because really it's not working um, for the wide receivers, the cornerbacks. There's a lot of change that needs to be happening. Um, the wide receivers, just a brief, brief overview. Obviously, they brought in Deshaun Jackson. He hasn't been playing due to the injury. He's on IR right now. Alshon Jeffrey hasn't been living up to the expectations, but then had a really solid game against the Dolphins. Uh, they waved Mac Hollins. Who, that was really overdue. I talked about that in the flying-in segment earlier this week. Um, Nelson Aguilar, we, we all know about Aguilar's habits this year of dropping passes, not being able to track the deep ball, um, had a little bit of a fumbling issue earlier in the year. And then you have players like J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, who really, a lot of people thought he had a lot of promise, but then he just wasn't utilized. Uh, but now he's getting more, more snaps, more targets, and he's making the most out of them. And then the last receiver is Greg Ward Jr., who... Really, a lot of people were excited to have him on the team, myself included, but like Arthago White said, he's just not getting the looks that he deserves. So, my refute to the tanking group is, I don't think that's going to be very attractive for free agents over the offseason. In years past, we saw players like Alshon Jeffrey, Mike Wallace, um, those are the two names that come to the top of my head. They came to Philadelphia and played for the Eagles because they said they want to play for Carson Wentz and this team that is up and coming. Alshon Jeffrey came when the Eagles were, uh, they were coming off a terrible year in 2016. Obviously, it's Wentz's first year, Peterson's first year, but they won the Super Bowl the next year. And Jeffrey said, I have faith in the Eagles. I have faith in Wentz. I want to play for that team. And then he won the Super Bowl with them, and there was a huge, huge factor in that. But if the Eagles are going to lose out on purpose or drop three games out of the next four, I don't think a top free agent is going to say, wow, I really want to go to Philly 
because although they're still a skilled team, they still have the key pieces to make a run um, in years to years to come. But there's a lot of change that needs to be happening, and I think there's a lot of more teams in the league that are going to be attractive for other players to go. Just the up and coming teams in the league. You know, you got the 49ers, the Vikings, the Saints have been solid. Um, obviously, they got to replace Breeze, but you know, there's a ton of teams out there that are up and coming that free agents, if they have the choice of going to either the 49ers, who really blew up this year, or the Eagles, they're going to take the 49ers because they think that it, the organizations run better, they have less problems, and they can make a better impact there and try to win there. So that's that's the key piece there. I don't think a lot of free agents are going to w- willingly go to Philadelphia um, if they have other options and the Eagles are intentionally tanking. And then the next point is that's a lot of pressure on the rookies. If you're going to completely overhaul over the offseason and just rely on the draft and rely on a first-round wide receiver uh, to run your offense now, it's not going to work that way. There's been a history in the NFL of wide receivers just not playing up to their potential the first year. Obviously, there's a huge transition going from college to the NFL in any position, but I think wide receiver is one of the top ones there. And I don't think a wide receiver is going to step into the Eagles organization, no matter who it is next year, and go for 1,000 yards or 10 touchdowns. Uh, That's just unrealistic in my opinion. And to put that kind of pressure on a player, we saw that kind of pressure on Nelson Aguilar early in his career because they asked him to do so much when he should have been a third-string wide receiver all the way throughout and just stayed in the slot. But they wanted him to do way too much, and it honestly ruined his confidence and might have ruined his time with the Eagles. So I think that is very unfair to put on a player um, going forward, and they need to have other key pieces and not just rely on rookies. And also going back to the wide receiver position, this is a a common trend um, about tanking and everything like that because it honestly might need overhauled. Alshon Jeffrey, um, he's definitely a proven player. You know what you're going to get out of Alshon, but this year, I'm not sure if it was that lag or um, nagging ankle injury, or if he was the cause of some of the problems in the locker room, or what it may be. He was not producing up to his potential, and then he got hurt for a couple of weeks. Alshon Jeffrey came back and responded very well with a hundred-yard game against the Dolphins with a few key catches, and that one on the last drive when the, before the Eagles threw that hail mary, that was the best catch the Eagles have made all season. Uh, So credit to Jeffrey for bouncing back with that. But I don't see a situation where he is off the team next year because if you remember earlier in the season, before the season even started, the Eagles fully guaranteed his 2020 salary. That's almost $15 million, I believe, that has to go to Jeffrey unless they trade him and another team is going to pay that. But who is going to trade an aging receiver that's coming off his worst year in the league, and he's due $15 million. I just don't see a situation where the, where the Eagles would find a trade partner for that, and I don't think they're going to be shopping him anyways. Obviously, he's not living up to his standards right now, but he did a lot for the organization. I think they're just going to bite the bullet of that fully guaranteed contract and just have to pay up and keep him around because cutting him, that's just out of the picture. I mean you can still draft receivers around him. It's not like you need to cut Alshon Jeffrey to draft a receiver. You can do both. You can keep both. 
because if you cut him, all that is dead money. They're just going to have to absorb $15 million, and Alshon Jeffrey is a is definitely more beneficial to have around than losing $15 million. So that's my opinion on that. Um, I don't think Jeffrey's going anywhere. Also, as you might think, uh, the money's going to be tight next year. We got Carson Wentz entering the first year of his new contract. Lane Johnson got a new deal. Brandon Brooks is the highest paid guard. Um, obviously, Fletcher Cox is on a monster deal. He's been on it for a couple of years now. And then you're probably going to see a high-level free agent signing, whether it's on offense or defense. It's going to require a good amount of money. Um, maybe Jordan Howard gets resigned for a good amount of money. I just don't think the Eagles are going to be big spenders in free agency. I think they're going to rely a lot on the draft, which is important to have a high draft pick and make sure you're getting the most out of it. But all in all, it's way the money's way too tight to make a complete team overhaul at this point. And I understand how Roseman can work the numbers, restructure some deals, cut some players, and make make it happen. But he's not going to clear up enough money to completely change this uh, team around. And he doesn't need to do that. I completely believe that they have a lot of pieces that are going to be essential for this future of this team. Uh, they just need more key players on offense, more key players on defense. And the positions that come to mind are wide receiver, linebacker, and the defensive backfield, whether it be cornerback or safety. And I think once those shore up, Wentz gets his weapons, and then the team unifies around each other i think they're going to be a great football team uh they're not going to be average or good anymore they're going to be great so i don't think they need a complete overhaul everywhere they have the key pieces they've shown confidence in their players by locking up you know brandon brooks lane johnson to those extensions they're kind of hinting that they want to do a mini rebuild and get some new faces into the organization but those veterans that have been proven year in and year out, they're going to respect them and they're going to give them the money that they deserve. Um, like I said before, they need to build around Wentz, and that's the that's the key piece of relying on the draft because rookies are very, very cheap. Obviously, first-round picks, they're going to require the biggest deals, but if you can find a gem second, third, fourth round that's going to contribute on offense, that would be fantastic because it keeps the cap situation very manageable and you don't have to go spend on a Robbie Anderson and free agency or um, whatever it may be you can solve your problems through the draft and uh, try to build this team around Carson Wentz the way it should be built and I think the draft is the perfect place to look for that but I don't think a 12th overall pick is necessary I'll get into that Um, going to the other side of this debate the playoff push I explained it a little bit ago, but the Eagles are very, very close to making the playoffs. Whether you believe it or not, they're they're five and seven. They're they're not good record wise. They're not good playing wise either. But some way, somehow, they got lucky with the worst division in football this year, and they're only one game back from being in first place. Uh, that's just amazing to me because the Eagles have struggled so much, but so have the Cowboys. So they kind of got lucky, and there's going to be a fight to the fight to the end between these two. But getting in the playoffs is more important than a lot of people think because you need Carson Wentz to get playoff uh, experience. If you told me back in 2016 when Wentz was drafted into the league that he wasn't going to be playing in a playoff game his first four years, I would laugh at you. 
I honestly would because I understand I didn't have expe- uh, expectations for him to be that good his second year in the league when he took the league by storm and was an MVP candidate before he tore his ACL, but I believe that the Eagles were going to be pretty good with him and get at least a playoff appearance, maybe even a couple of wins out of four years. Um, his rookie deal, I completely believed that the Eagles were going to get at least an appearance with Wentz. And right now, he didn't make it his rookie year. 2017, it was taken away from him from a torn ACL. Nick Foles took over. 2018, same story. Uh, fractured his back, and then Nick Foles had to take over again, got the playoff win. 2019, he's trying to make it happen, but it's really it's really tough right now. Uh, the situation is very tough. They need to make sure that they are winning out. They're winning as many games as possible these next four, and they have to rely on the Cowboys to lose a game or two as well. Um, I understand Wentz can only control that so much because he can only control his winning part. He can't control the Cowboys, but I think he needs to do everything in his power to make sure this offense is running functionally and that he gets that playoff experience. I don't even care if the Eagles go into the playoffs and lose by 25 points to whoever it may be. Right now it looks like... um, they're going to be playing, if they make it, if they make it, they're going to be playing a team like the Vikings or the 49ers. But I don't even care if they get blown out, especially at home. Like, it doesn't matter to me. I just want Wentz to have a playoff game under his belt. He knows the implications. He knows what it takes to make it there. And then he'll be better set up for his career. Um, also, you need to at least give the team a chance to compete. I understand they've been playing terribly. They just lost to the Miami Dolphins. They took it down to the wire with the Dolphins and lost on the attempted Hail Mary. Um, I That's just amazing that this team has failed everyone's expectations. Nobody would have predicted this at this point, 5-7. and seven, I would have thought that they would have nine wins at least at this point. Be sitting at 9-3. and three. Uh, That would be a lot more realistic than 5-7. and seven. But... You need to at least give them a chance. If the Eagles go into the playoffs, they get the fourth seed. They're playing at home because they won the division. I wouldn't say I like the Eagles' chances, but I think that they're going to stack up better than most people do because um, they have the key pieces. They, they have playoff experience with Doug Peterson. He's going to know what it takes to win, and they have good team leaders once they get there. Obviously, it's not being uh, well run throughout the season. I don't think the leaders are stepping up, but once they get into the, if they get into the playoffs, I think guys like Malcolm Jenkins, Fletcher Cox, Lane Johnson, they're going to understand the implications and they're going to say, "Hey, we got a chance here. Like, let's forget what happened in the regular season. We're starting fresh here. We're going to go out and we're going to fight as hard as we can. I don't care who's on the other side of the ball. We're going to try to win this game. I think that would be super important to their confidence going forward." as well as getting that experience for everyone, not only Wentz. And like I said, they'll have home field advantage no matter what. But just the way the playoffs are set up, if you win the division, no matter if you win it at uh, you know 8-8 eight and eight that the Eagles might be, um, sadly, or 14-2, and two, no matter what your record is, if you win the division, you get home field advantage that first round. So that's definitely important because we know how hard it is for teams – to come into Philadelphia and try to win a playoff game, especially if they're coming from San Francisco, might not be, you know, accumulated or acclimated to the weather, and they might be playing a lot poorer than they would be if they were on their own home turf. Um, 
going back to the draft, I think the cornerback position and the wide receiver position is loaded this year. A lot of people have been saying it. It's very important that this comes this year because the Eagles need these positions on their team. So I think no matter where you're picking in the first round, the talent's going to be there. You might miss out on the top corner, the top wide receiver, but you might get somebody that might be the next year's top corner. And by that, I mean it's so loaded this year at both of those positions that any given year, someone that you select um, this year at pick 20, 25, that might be... If they enter the draft next year, it might be a top 10 pick. That's how loaded it is. So I think the Eagles are very well off getting their talent no matter where it is in the first round. So I don't think a top 15, a top 10 pick is necessarily that important for them just because there's going to be talent no matter where they're picking. Um, I think a lot of people need to understand that. If the Eagles are going to try to go for a wide receiver and cornerback, which they should, they can pick good talent no matter where they are or even wait till later in the draft. Um, unfortunately, that you can never predict what Howie Roseman's going to do because he's just going to take the best player out there, whether it means trading up, staying put, trading back, or just waiting till the third or fourth round to fill a need. It's painful to watch that, but you just never know how it's going to pan out. You can't predict what teams are going to do on draft day, and obviously this is months away from now as well. I think going forward for the rest of the season, the Eagles really need to get players like J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, Greg Ward, Miles Sanders, T.J. Edwards, these new players on the team, they need to get them more experience. Um, Obviously, playoff experience for them will be huge, but they have four more games. Ortega-Whiteside hasn't lived up to any potential so far this year. He's made a few good catches, but uh, I forget the stretch, but he went a a month without a reception, uh, which is absurd that you spent a second-round pick and the whole debate that the Eagles passed on DK Metcalf, who's balling out with the Seahawks, and got J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, who hasn't been doing anything this year. Greg Ward was just promoted from the practice squad, and uh, he was very exciting to watch in the preseason. He made a lot of great plays, and I think he could be a future piece on this team. He's been involved with the organization um, for a couple of years now, and I think getting him more experience can show all right, is he capable of being on the 53-man roster the entire regular season? I think that would be a huge test for him. Miles Sanders has shown a lot of explosiveness, but he has a lot of room to improve on. Um, I think giving him more experience is going to make his second year that much more productive. And also a key note to this is Jordan Howard is a free agent after this season. He very may well uh go walk in free agency and go to another team but I would hope that the Eagles are going to keep him around because I really like this duo between them pay Howard for two or three years and then by the time he's done and um, kind of aged out at the running back position Miles Sanders is ready to get paid I think that would set them up perfectly for the next seven years at running back but Miles Sanders he needs to get more experience running the football catching the football um, kick returning maybe and try to show him what the league is you know he has a little bit of success so far but he needs to get more and more experience hands-on experience and running the football catching the football making sure that he's ready to go next year and make sure he's ready to go if he needs to be the lead back they need to have that confidence in him tj edwards undrafted free agent linebacker um really 
playing pretty well this year. But I think with Nigel Bradham coming back, um, the team loves Nate Gary and Camus Grugier-Hill. I think Nate or uh, DJ Edwards is kind of falling back on the depth chart a little bit, but you just never know what's going to happen. I think they need to evaluate all the talent at that position. Nigel Bradham hasn't been that good this year. Um, Nate Gary and Camus have had upside and downside. I think TJ Edwards needs to have an opportunity to step in and play to his full potential and then see if he's capable of moving into a bigger role next year. Um, just having that experience for all four of those players among many more, um, I think giving them more snaps, giving them more looks on offense, on defense, is going to be so important to the team's development because you have to plan for a lot of players leaving in free agency or um, draft picks failing in the future. So I think getting these four key guys, they could be four key guys for a couple of years now. Um, Getting them more experience this year when the team's failing and fighting for a playoff spot is going to be so important for them down the road because they're going to have that experience under their belt and be able to contribute when the Eagles actually need it in a season where they're a lot better than they are now. Um, So just to review, I'm sure you can see where I stand on this issue between tanking or making a push for the playoffs. I'm all for making a push for the playoffs because of, of two main reasons. Carson Wentz needs that experience in the playoffs and also just because of how loaded this draft is at wide receiver and cornerback it doesn't really matter if they're picking top 15 or in the 20s I think they're going to get good talent no matter where they are and it's going to be so important for them to rally together as a team and try to start a new season in the playoffs and even if they get blown out whether they win uh, one game two games losing the first round whatever it may be they need that experience together, and then the coaching staff coaching staff can fully evaluate where they want to go next year in the draft and free agency, whatever it may be. Um, I think that completely outweighs getting a high draft pick. That's really all that you have going for you. In tanking, there's a lot more negatives than there are positives. And like I said, the draft class is just loaded, and they don't really need a top 10 pick to walk away with some good talent. That's all I have for the discussion today. Um, make sure you're staying tuned for future podcasts. I'll talk more about where the Eagles are standing, what the Cowboys are doing on the other side of the NFC East, and try to figure out if the Eagles are actually in a position to win this NFC East going forward. we got four more weeks in the season. Hopefully our Eagles will rally together and try to string some wins together. Um, hasn't been good so far, but you just got to hope for the best and rely on our team leaders to rally this team together and try to get into the playoffs and get that experience for our quarterback. I'd like to thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you like your podcasts. Um, Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, whatever it may be. And be sure to come back for more Birds banter next week. Go Birds! Eagles fly.